Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. When a person understands the truth of how God has worked through history, their whole view on life is enriched with meaning, purpose, inspiration, and power. Let's listen to Andrew Nordstrom, Technical Director for Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Our reading for today is from Exodus 26. Moreover, you shall make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twined linen and blue and purple and scarlet yarns. You shall make them with cherubim skillfully worked into them. The length of each curtain shall be twenty-eight cubits, and the breadth of each curtain four cubits. All the curtains shall be the same size. Five curtains shall be coupled to one another, and the other five curtains shall be coupled to one another. And you shall make loops of blue on the edge of the outermost curtain in the first set. Likewise, you shall make loops on the edge of the outermost curtain in the second set. Fifty loops you shall make on the one curtain, and fifty loops you shall make on the edge of the curtain that is in the second set. The loops shall be opposite one another. And you shall make fifty clasps of gold, and couple the curtains to one another with the clasps, so that the tabernacle may be a single whole. You shall also make curtains of goat's hair for a tent over the tabernacle. Eleven curtains shall you make. You shall make upright frames for the tabernacle of acacia wood. If you've ever tried reading the Bible in its entirety, and I do hope you have, you may have come across this part of Exodus and thought, why is this in the Bible? Sure, it was important at the time. The wandering Israelites needed a place to worship, and God was providing a spoken blueprint of sorts for what they needed. But how did this make the cut to be included in God's holy word? It doesn't have any ring of a story like those in Genesis, or action like Joshua and Judges, or even memorable sayings like in Psalms and Proverbs. It seems about as exciting as hearing someone read a phone book. If you're like me, you probably only asked one question after scanning quickly through this chapter. Exactly how long is a cubit? Well, a few years back, I was challenged by my pastor to work on those spiritual disciplines which were my weakest, namely fasting and quiet time with God. To help me work on the latter, I decided to read through the Bible at a rate of one chapter a day and make myself journal at least one paragraph about how it affected me. I flew through Genesis and the first part of Exodus. It's not necessarily hard to think about how God's covenant to Abraham has impacted my life or how the Ten Commandments applied to my daily living. But then I came to this portion of Scripture. How did cubits, linens, goat's hair, acacia wood, bronze rings impact me today, here and now. I barely care about the color of curtains in my own house, much less the color of the tabernacle 3,300 years ago. In my quiet time with God, I asked those silly questions, and he answered me very seriously. Obedience. One of the biggest themes of the book of Exodus is obedience. The Israelites trusted God through the plagues and the Passover in particular, and he led them out of Egypt and out of slavery. Israelites' disobedience caused them to have to wander the desert for 40 years. Their worshiping of the golden calf caused the destruction of many. Time and time again, we see how obedience leads to thriving. Disobedience leads to suffering. God knew the hearts of the Israelites and knew that their obedience needed to be tested regularly. Perhaps God had good reasons for the materials and dimensions of the tabernacle. Perhaps he just wanted to test the Israelites. We may never know. But regardless of our understanding of the situation, 
God wants and expects our obedience. Fast forward to the New Testament. In John 14, Jesus talks to his disciples about obedience. He tells them that he'll be leaving them, but he will send the Holy Spirit to them. He talks about their need to obey his commandments. He even goes so far as to say, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Jesus ends the passage by talking about his own obedience to his heavenly Father, a foreshadowing of Jesus' willingness to go to the cross for us. It's easy to scoff at the thought of blind obedience in this age of information overload. We don't take anything on faith these days. If someone tells us a story, we immediately check online to see if the story is fake. But throughout the Bible and in the centuries since, God has proven again and again that he is faithful. He is deserving of of our obedience. Because we love him, we have faith that his plan is best, and we make the choice to obey. Now, of course, we can never fully succeed in obeying God all of the time. We uh, disobey or sin every day. Uh, That's part of our nature. But by accepting God's free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, God wipes away that disobedience simply by our asking for his forgiveness. And then we get the chance to respond in gratitude and, and out of love by obeying. After reaching the connection in my own mind between the tabernacle and obedience, I took the time to look for ways that God was asking for my obedience today. I decided to get rebaptized as an adult uh, to renew my desire to obey Him. I decided to increase my giving and took on new leadership roles in my church. In what ways is God asking you for obedience? I encourage you to ask Him. Uh, then take steps in faith to do what he asks. Oh, and by the way, a cubit is about 18 inches. Nothing wrong with learning a few new facts as we learn to obey. Thanks for listening to The Daily Dose, a partnership between three ministries. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose 99th annual conference runs between Saturday, July 25th and Saturday, August 21st. See cedarfallsbibleconference.com for more information. Second is Christian Crusaders, which, in addition to this podcast, hosts a weekly radio broadcast and another podcast featuring conversations with inspiring Christians. And third is Fresh Wind Ministries, the spiritual care arm of Western Home Communities. Find more information about them at Fresh Wind Ministries on YouTube or Fresh Wind Worship on Facebook. Please see our show notes for web links to these ministries. If this broadcast is a blessing to you, please subscribe to it, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of the ministries listed above. Thanks again for listening, and may God richly bless you.